everybody, and welcome to This Is My Bourbon Podcast. I am the host of this show, Perry, and with me is my co-host, Eric, also known as the Whiskey Meat. That's me, baby. What's up, buddy? What are you doing? What am I doing? We're recording a podcast. We're recording a podcast. It's the first podcast that we have recorded in 2023. The new year has hit. It's been a year since we recorded, hasn't it? Uh, well, it's been since last year. <sighs> I hate that joke. I so do. It, it, but it's it's. But a, you gotta do it. It's the meme now. Yeah, you right? gotta do it. You yeah, gotta do it. Um, if you are here for the first time, this podcast is for you. Yeah, <laughs> this episode is directly for you. It's called "This Is Your Bourbon Podcast." Mm. Yeah. Okay. It is. <laughs> well, that's not what I was planning on oh. calling it, but that's fine. I don't mind that. Okay. Uh, but if you're coming back and you've listened to all over. Th- what are we doing? 200 episodes? Yeah. This is 263. Uh, thank you so much for, for sticking around, for being here for five years. Uh, but we figured that after five years of, of podcasting, after 250 plus episodes, that now was a good time for us to kind of reintroduce ourselves uh, and let you know who we are, the journeys that we've kind of been on. Uh, with with bourbon and with podcasting over the past few years you know eric is not the first co-host that's been on the show so we'll kind of talk about that a little bit as well uh and then we're going to review one of the (laughs) the most purchased bourbons of all time uh which consistently i believe people would call smooth Mm. so we're going to get all to uh, get to all that or if i can guess it by the time we get to the review well, they probably have seen it I, in the title. But, ah, shit. <laughs> they have, haven't they? Well, that's part of the, the SEO. That's part I know. Of us I didn't to, think of yeah, that. Exactly. I was thinking we were just like real If you think right we're now. not aware of like how we're trying to get people to listen to the show, yeah, no. uh, we are because just, that's how it goes. You know, I'm only like, what, almost 100 episodes in. I still don't know what I'm doing. I don't even know. I think you actually might be about 100 episodes in I mean, in if you count point. all the bonus stuff and the Patreon stuff. Oh, you're like, well over 100. But I still don't well know Well over 100. So That's uh, something it, you'll figure out once you listen to this <laughs> podcast. I still don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> well, if you want to follow us on social media and see how little we know what we're doing, you can head to at my bourbon pod or at Whiskey Mutant. Uh, and check all of our stuff out. You can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast for as little as a dollar a month. As little as $5 a month, there is some bonus content. We actually had somebody up their Patreon oh. here this week, and it's not who you would expect it to be. Really? Yeah. We'll talk about that towards the end. Um, it's fine. Everything's fine. Um, we're super organized and official. Hey, I'm just making over here. I'm just making a little thing. <laughs> you can check out all of our apparel and merchandise at bourbonshop.threadless.com. We got hats. No, we don't. We got shirts. We got I immediately lied to the new people. We got shirts. Maybe we got that's a hoodies. sign that we need hats. We do need hats for yeah. sure. Uh shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. Uh we got some mugs, we got some buttons, some stickers, all sorts of stuff over there. Uh, so skateboard. go check that out. We got a skateboard if you want to rep your boys on your yeah. on you your board. Us. If you want to grind your boys, yeah. okay. Um, <laughs> leave us a five star rating and review as well. Uh, during the month of January, if you leave us a five star rating and review, you are going to be entered into a giveaway mm-hmm. where we give away some samples of stuff that is in our collection, and that includes a uh, a Zoom tasting. Ooh, with us as well. That's the top prize. That's well. That is the prize. Oh, there's There's one one winner. Yeah, 
Yeah. Which reminds me, we need to get the giveaway for uh, the oh, for the <clears throat> for the splash. Yeah. Fundraiser done too. Uh, and something fun that I haven't even told you about. Hmm. Uh, but if you are in the Louisville area. Uh, the weekend of January 20th and 21st and March 24th and 25th, uh, I'm going to be playing some shows. Really? Yeah. I got asked by my buddy Drew Crawley, who has uh, been, on, been the on the show before. Show. Yeah. Uh, if I, He's got a, a residency at O'Shea's up in Louisville, so I'm going to be playing a set each night uh, and sitting in with him on a bunch of songs, too. Nice. So I'm, I'm very nervous. <laughs> I'm very, very nervous, but I'm really excited about it. This is my return to stage for the first time since oh, like 2017, 2018. Well, I got to figure out how to get it's, to this. I got you got to we got to plan this. Yeah. Um. So I'm going to be playing some old songs. I'm going to be playing some new songs. I'm going to be playing some covers I've never done before. Uh, it's a whole bunch of stuff that you're going to want to come and check out. I'm probably going to wind up recording those shows as well and yeah, putting out just a better. big like live live album thing, compilation, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but if you want to listen to some of my music too, you can head to perryritter.bandcamp.com. I've got uh, a recording of your last performance. My last show? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. I guess I could count that. So, you know, I was kind of on stage last you took Last over the summer. show. Yeah. For, you took a guitar from an old person. He let me take it from him. Uh, it doesn't look like it. Well, uh, yeah, so we are getting ever closer as well to uh, announcing details for This is My Bourbon Weekend 2023, which is going to be Memorial Day weekend here in Lexington, Kentucky. Uh, Eric and I are getting some of those details finished up so that we can start to promote them. Yeah. And you guys can Most start buying tickets, which going to be crazy. Gonna we'll sell out. It's gonna sell out, man. It's absolutely gonna sell out. Uh, but the thing that we normally do to start off these episodes, we either have a segment called Sips and Snacks, where we pair something with a bourbon, or Flying Blind, where we blind each other with a pour, kind of get our feelings on it and yeah. everything. And then we do the little reveal. So Eric has provided the blind pour I have. this week. I have no idea what this nope. is. Look, it's not even marked. Nothing there. I've had this before. Have you? It's maybe not. I don't know. I think you have. It smells very familiar. I think you have. You've not had it in a while. It's very specific, too. It's got that characteristic. It's very, yeah, it's... It smells good, though. Like, I lean towards it being a little bit younger, but then at the same time, it smells like an oatmeal cream pie. Oh, oatmeal cream pie. I like that. Poor Eric. So, if you've not been following along, Eric's had to be on a diet recently. I did. I have to um, switch up my labs a little bit. So, he hasn't had as many snack cakes as he has. No. <laughs> uh, for a minute. So, if I get a note that reminds me of one, like, I just, my body just does something. Yeah. Just like, oh. So... <laughs> But yeah, I, I, it's you, so familiar. You've had this or had a version of it or something. I know you've not had it in a while, though, if you've had it before. It matches the pal. It matches that nose that you just said 
but adds a little bit something else to it. Raisins. Ooh, yeah, I like that. It's a little fruity on the finish. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. It's really, really good. What the heck is this? Um, do you want to guess anything about it? Um, yeah, I'll go. I'll go through and do some. We gotta get you ready. Some mad madness time. guessing. Oh my gosh, you're right. <sighs> almost time. All right, we're gonna have to have a mad madness preparation episode Heck or two, yeah, dude, coming up soon. Okay, I'm going to say it's a rye bourbon. Yes, kind of. What do you mean? Kind? Oh, is it a boo rye? Maybe. Let me look something up here. I told you I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately evident that Eric is lost at all times. Yeah. Uh, you can guess some other stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to say 107 proof. Close. 110? Lower. 103. Closer. 105? Close. No, going the wrong way. 104. Wrong way. You're 103, you said, right? Yeah, 103. So keep going down. 101. Almost. 100? Yes. Is this a... Is it bottled and bond? Um, it drinks higher proof than 100, I will say. It's 100 proof. I should have researched this a little bit more. <laughs> but yeah, 100 proof. Welcome to Timbip, everybody. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh... It it kind of has a finished feeling to it, but I don't think it is. But it does. It it, it reminds me of like a a Cabernet finish. It is bottled in a bond. It is bottled in a bond. Yes. Okay. Oh man. I don't know what the heck this is. Kentucky. Yes. Rye bourbon, maybe. Partially. See, I can't even win if you don't know the answers. I if I say it, it'll give it away. Pick the distillery. Mm. Wild turkey? Is this unforgiven? No. Or forgiven or whatever? No. What was it called? Forgiven. Is it Heaven Hill? No. I don't freaking know. Frankfurt. Buffalo Trace? Yes. This is a bottled and bond Buffalo Trace product? Yeah. Is it a Taylor pick? Yeah. It's not a pick. It's just Taylor single barrel? It's a four grain. Oh, it's each Taylor Four. <laughs> That's why I was like, yeah, it's a raw bourbon, but it also has weed in it. <laughs> huh. I've had four grain before. I don't remember it tasting like this. Well, I know you had with uh, Greasy Boy. Um, you had the tornado, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah. So I was like, well, you've had tornado. You've had each Taylor, but I know you've not had four grain in a while. So I got us. It's, it's been grain. a hot, hot minute. And do you want to hear the funny story of how I got this? I would love to, actually. Okay. So I had to work. I had to work on New Year's Eve and New Year's Day. Um, but April didn't. And so April was invited to, like, the little neighborhood get-together. <coughs> oh, okay. I see where this is going. Um, and so April wanted to have old-fashioned. So I made her up an old-fashioned before I left for work. And then I had everything ready to where I told her, like, put this and this and this, mix it up, and you'll have your old-fashioned. So she texts me and she was like, hey, I'm over here. Uh, this is what they have. <laughs> what can I make old fashioned out of? 
And she was like, they said I could use anything. <laughs> and she sent a picture of each other four grade. And I said, just go to the house and get me a, get a sample bottle and put a little bit of that in there. And then honestly, use whatever of these you want and make an old fashioned out of it. You just go to town. Like this is my, these are my neighbors who they're very generous. They're very nice. Um, but they all kind of like, they don't, they're bourbon drinkers, but they only have like the stuff that kind of everybody in Lexington would know. Right. They have the big bottles and they, they got, yeah. So they had their four grain and I had her run back to the house, get a sample bottle, put half of an out. Like it was a, two out the two ounce sample bottle i said pour half of that in there and bring it back because i was like i'm gonna put that on flying by <laughs> i don't know what she ended up using her for her old-fashioned but it could have been four grain so did they know yeah that okay <laughs> i was kind of hoping that you well, just they like... gave her they said you could use whatever she wants and she said hey eric wanted to try something i'm going to put a little bit in a sample bottle and they're like that's fine but i don't know what she put in her she could have put that's that in hilarious. her old-fashioned I don't now, know. That's like a, what, like $4,000 bottle on secondary? I think so, yeah. Because <laughs> the, the, the what's it, the, um, the Tornado Survivor is like a $5,000 bottle. Yeah, it's in that same, all those Taylor bottles like that are all crazy expensive. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Wild, dude. It's been so long since I've had that. <laughs> Man, fantastic. We normally also ask each other, what have we been drinking recently? What have you been drinking? Well, uh, we had the new year. We did. Just a few days ago. Uh, and I reserved, I'll probably wind up putting it on screen for the video version uh, if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you're not watching on YouTube, you can do that. Head over to youtube.com slash this podcast or uh, just keep listening in the podcast app of your choice. Yeah. Uh, I had my my celebratory final pour of the year uh, and then my first pour of the year right after New Year's. Um, my final pour was 2XO. Nice. Phoenix blend. Nice. Because I figured it was appropriate for a rising out of the ashes. Coming coming up on something coming in hot. brand freaking new. Uh Dixon Deadman's new uh whiskey that he has made. And then started off the year with a bottle kill. What'd you kill? Elijah Craig C nine eighteen. Oh. All right, all right, oh. all right. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey's switching to Heaven Hill Heaven now Hill. his contracts up with Wild Turkey. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, I said this in uh, our Patreon stuff, but I wound up being able to procure yet another bottle That's of my, the C918. So favorites. I, it is, it is my favorite Elijah Craig barrel proof of like the, the new batches once they switched over to the, the new Elijah Craig bottle and they started like naming each batch yeah. and, and everything for the 12 year old barrel proofs. Um, but for, you know, in, in, in general, um, it's my most memorable Elijah Craig barrel proof. It's a heck of a proof point too at 136.8. So you're going to feel real nice. They bring that, bring that back, bring those hazmat. Hey, we, we have already seen, well, that's not even hazmat. Well, it's close. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But we have seen that a 123 is out in the wild apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and 
it's looking pretty promising so far. Yeah, 125. Yeah, 125.3, I think, is what the yeah. proof was. So we're uh, hopefully going to have a bottle of that before too long. But what about you? What you been drinking recently? Oh, let's see. You've been working the past couple I of have, nights. But I will say, I had one of the best... Coke Zero and bourbons. Yeah, that you did. I have had in a long time. Um, so I went to Indianapolis to watch the Indiana Pacers play. I took my daughter and her boyfriend. Yes, that was something. Boo. Um, boo, boo to daughters having boyfriends. Yeah, boo to daughters. <laughs> At least he's a nice kid. Whatever. We're both we're both girl dads. Um, so. but so they're watching the game, and I was I was trying to be the. Like I mean, I love I love the fact that this this is what we're doing because I love sports. I love sports. I love basketball. I love football. All that stuff. But I was also trying to like let like let them have a little bit of like oh my dad's not here the whole time. But they're in a crowd of people. It's not like they're going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, it's a controlled environment. Yeah, so I'm like oh I'm going to go back out to the you know I got to use the bathroom and look look around a little bit. So luckily, NBA facilities are just out of control. Like, there was food and alcohol everywhere. I was like, this is the wrong time for me to be here. I can't even drink that much because I got to drive back or drive these, whatever. So yeah. I was like, I'm having one drink. It was right before the game got started. Um, and I'm just going to make it a cocktail. And they had St. Elmo's bourbon mm -hmm. infused with vanilla and cherry. Now, on the outside, you're like, what? Like, come on. Like, what? But. When you mix it in a Coke Zero or a Diet Coke, that thing was amazing. I, I'm vanilla Coke is my favorite Coke. Yeah. Just hands down yeah. across the board. Um, but it, yeah, I, I can imagine if you, you know what you could probably do, and maybe we should do a taste test or something with this, is take the St. Elmo's and a Coke, do that, but then also get. A, you know, they probably source from what MGP, I don't know, Barton, Do they something even sell like that it around here. Yeah, does it? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. I just want that one infused with yeah. cherry. But but I'm saying like we could we could do that, and yeah. then we could also do like a, a mix of vanilla and cherry cokes, oh. but then do like a control bourbon yeah. in that, and see how that compares <laughs> to. So It'd probably better. Maybe next week if we can we can get all this together in enough time. Man, it was so good. We are recording this on the Monday before this episode comes out because it's almost uh, I finally had my last Christmas of 2022 on the day before New Year's, <laughs> New Year's Eve, <laughs> uh, with 33 people in a small house in yeah. rural Kentucky. So, um, and at one point the thermostat was set to brace yourself 78 degrees. Oh my God. <laughs> Kill me now. I wanted to Just die. Stop. I, I genuinely was like, I would rather be anywhere else. I don't think thermostats should be allowed to go above 69. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, the only other thing I got, uh, I brought it over. Perry's been having a little bit of it, was this Backbone Bourbon pick from our friend. Freaking awesome. Matt Porter. Dude, it's so good. This is uh, Slippin' Jimmy. <laughs> um, yeah. It's 122.8. Proof backbone bourbon pick, and it's great. It's like a hundred months or something like that. Yeah, whatever math that is. Hundred months bottled on ten twenty two. So uh, not quite. Only it's a, like it's like eight and a half years. Only a hundred twenty bottles of this. 
I will say I was really bummed when I wasn't able to get one because well, he he opened it up to the public and I just I grabbed one. Um, yeah, distilled in Lawrenceburg. So uh, what we should do almost what, nine year MGP. What all whiskey podcasters and whiskey tubers should do is have a a tier just for other whiskey tubers and podcasters, <laughs> so that we can be on their Patreon and still get access to like their picks and everything. But we don't necessarily have to pay anything. Here, have or, a little bit of this. Or I, want, can, I just want you to, Yeah, go for it. Or we can all just, you know, be at the same tier for each yeah. other. And it's just like the private tier that nobody else has to be a part of. That would be awesome. But it's just us. So we can like still have access to each other's Sounds picks. Like you just made an idea. Hey. I'm all about ideas this year. If you want to hear more about my my only resolution for 2023, you can head to the Patreon page and uh this week's pregame chats are revealing. I would say we had some good conversation this week. Yeah, on the that's good. Patreon page. So like I said, this is kind of us taking the time to reintroduce ourselves this week. Talk about our, our palettes, our journeys, just who we are at a, at a core base level uh, as well. And, um, you know, a little bit of background on the show before we get too far into it. I started this with two of my my best friends in college. Uh Curtis Conrad and Tanner Cheney in October of 2017. So just over five years ago since that launch, it was a very awkward, <laughs> rocky start at the beginning. Had some great uh, equipment. We had, I, I started with a rock band microphone, rock band, like the video game, which had a USB plug. Uh, and that was something. <laughs> that i that i did that was wild and crazy um but just kind of like found our footing and and trying to wrap our heads around what it meant to even be uh a a podcast at all and you know developing segments developing personas even kind of even though you know like i always say who i am on the podcast is essentially who i am in real life yeah too like it's not a i think the only thing that truly changes is my voice a little bit (laughs) Like I'm not trying to present all the time, uh, but I do have a more presenters or podcaster voice now after yeah. five years of, of doing this. Um, but it's it's been a journey of self-discovery through through whiskey, of expanding a community and, and building a community that I never thought was even possible uh, before doing this and, and having what I like to call... Um, the closest relationships that I have ever had. Um, and you know, the, the, the amount of friends that I made or have made over the past five years is it, it, it's paramount, especially when you can compare it to, you know, the previous, um, how old was I when I started the show? 24. Yeah. 24, the previous 24 years of life. Um, all my friends are whiskey friends now for the most part, except for the ones that I grew up with. Yeah. So um, that's kind of a little bit of background on on what we have done with the show since we, we started. Um, there's a lot of other podcasts that I have been fortunate enough to be a part of. If you want to hear more of kind of the nitty gritty of, you know, the, the self-doubt, the highs, the lows of of. Uh, what we've done over the past five years, I'll point people to a couple of episodes as well to go listen to after they get done here. 
if you want to listen to uh, arguably the <laughs> the inception of what it what I wanted to continue doing with the show, which was the up to that point best interview I had done with with Tim Bip. Uh, the first episode that Dixon Deadman was on, who was initially of, you know, Kentucky L. Um, that was from 2018. Yeah, it was before pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right in the like 40s or 50s range, I would say. Uh, and then a more recent example, too, was our consumers versus retailers episode that we did a few weeks back at this point. But one of the more spirited conversations that we've had. And I think one that if you kind of want to see the the growth and the the gradual development that we have had with the show over the past few years uh, and just the, the way that we see ourselves within this uh, this scope of things, uh, it's a really good a really good indication of where our heads are at. Yeah, I would say. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself to the people and sure. talk about your journey? And, I'll do you know, it. Because it's been, I mean, so Eric has, well, we'll get into it a little bit, but you've been here the, the least amount of time of everybody so far that's been associated with the podcast. But I've not beat anybody yet. Well, I'm almost two years. I guess you probably have. Yeah, you have. I'm just um, no, <laughs> Everybody I, is always a part of the Timbib family. It's just yes. some people have to move on to other ventures. In life. Yeah, and I'm really competitive. So Yeah, he's a fighter. Yeah, I'll pass somebody for He broke my right nose now. once. Um, <laughs> mentioned adding somebody else. I was like, I haven't. Um, but yeah, like uh, I'd been a fan of the show for, I don't remember. It was probably around the, that Dixon interview, 2018, end of going into 2019. I listened, then I kind of got to know Perry, joined, uh, got, I want to get on the Patreon so I could listen to all that stuff. Um, and then I kind of had my own little Instagram page, Whiskey Mutant, and I kind of got known for pairing snack cakes and bourbon and rye and whatever. Um, and so once, once we actually got to talking and hanging out, I'd, I'd give Perry some samples um, see each other every once in a while. We'd do some Zoom hangouts uh, when we could. Um, but then there was, um, we had a meetup after after COVID kind of settled down a little bit. Um, and I got to kind of join in on the end of one of the episodes there with Swan and uh, Perry. And it was kind of like an instant, like, I, I, to me, I was like, Oh, I would love to do this. Cause I was like, I love podcasts. I love talking and all that. And so it just kind of worked out like Swan was kind of moving on it with his life at that time and wasn't able to be on as much. I was here in town, live close by kind of settled in. I wasn't going anywhere. So just kind of eased into it. Like, so I started, uh, started on one episode and then I've been here ever since. Um, as far as like my whiskey journey or whatever, like I've been around it for a long time, especially living in Lexington. I was around when you could get Weller on the shelves and stuff, but I didn't like take advantage of that because I had no idea. I, I was, so I'm, I'm a few years younger than you are. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> I, I missed out on that, that era. I missed out on it too. Only because like, I didn't know, but I, I wasn't was even, like, I wasn't even buying bourbon. Oh yeah. At that point, you know, I was like buying, I, I, I was just, 
I, and I really didn't start drinking until I was 19 or 20. Yeah. And I never drank during high school. Uh, I never really went through a rebellious phase or anything either. Um, which, I mean, for better or worse. <laughs> Me either. No, I don't believe that at all. Um, Sorry, Grand Grand. But, uh. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, we, we both kind of came into this without the... I'm not saying that other people are wrong for the experiences that they had, but we came into this without the like jaded perspective of bourbon is not what it used to be. Yeah. And that's what a lot of people felt right. around the time that Timbip started, but also progressively became something more and more that people were focusing on and thinking about is that the market has changed so much. Distribution has changed so much. The amount yeah. of money that we have to spend to even enjoy bourbon. And that's something too, that, you know, coming into the fifth year of the show now, you know, basically getting into the sixth, um, that is very much again, a part of the conversation because we have seen rising costs oh, yeah. over the past year. Yeah. And it's, a uh, it, it, it really, I didn't want that to be a thing. I anticipated that it would be eventually, but I kind of dreaded that day where we we were going to have a feeling of, oh, you remember when it was yeah. 60 bucks for a, for a Russell single barrel? Yeah. Now it's 90. Now we're here. But yeah, like so sad, man. But yeah, like I, I was there buying bourbon at liquor barn and places like that, but I didn't like, it wasn't like I am now. I may have bought a bottle just to have and been like, you know, I'm going to mix me, you know, I'm going to make a bourbon and Coke while I watch this movie or somebody's coming over. Let's take some shots of bourbon. There was probably some Weller. There was probably some Willet barrels that like I just happened upon. I know for a fact I got a Rock Hill Farms one time just walking in and I, I didn't even think twice about it and it was gone. Like I just bought sure. one bottle at a time and it was there for a couple of weeks and then it's like, hey, I'm going to run to the store and grab another bottle of yep. bourbon. But I eventually, I kind of started listening to the podcast, uh, listening to other stuff, watching YouTube stuff. And that's when I was like, you know what? I'm, I want to appreciate this more. Um, and we started going to the distilleries and kind of checking that out. Yeah. I was proud that I was kind of around those places and doing more tastings. And that's kind of how I got into what I do now. And I just wanted to do something a little different, you know, pair some donuts and snack cakes like and all that. But um, it was just really nice to have a podcast to listen to that I really enjoyed for what it was and then get asked to be a part of it just because, you know, I think you knew that I enjoyed the show, but I could talk about the same stuff. We had a lot of stuff in common and different things like that. Well, I also knew that Swan was moving on, that he was getting too busy. Um, at that point in the year, at that point in, in 2021, um, I was basically running things completely on my own having to schedule guests, having to schedule guest co-hosts. And there, there was a period of a couple of months leading up to this, this impetus of me asking you essentially to be a part of the show. And, um, you know, my, my schedule was flexible enough at that point to where you and I were able to make our, our schedules line up and that we could work around, you work nights yeah. at a hospital. Yeah. Um, I still work 40 hours a week during the day, but I, you know, have been able to adjust my schedule so that my 40 hours doesn't uh, overlap or interfere with us doing the podcast. It, it's, you know, I've, I've been fortunate to have that flexibility. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at that point, I, I just, 
I knew I needed somebody else to balance out what I was doing because I never wanted this to be a one person show, despite the fact that, you know, I, (laughs) in many ways, I'm the driving force behind this thing even happening. I mean, you know, I've never relied in the backseat. I've never relied on anybody else for editing, except for a couple of times when, um, I had, uh, adverse work situations going on or, um, when Lucy was pregnant, my wife with our, our daughter, our first and only child so far, um, we're eventually going to have another, I think, but or I hope at the very least. Um, but it, you know, I, th- I have consistently, I mean, I've been on every single freaking episode now, yeah, yeah. 263 yeah. counting this one. Uh, so it's, um, it, it's, I have been fortunate enough to, I uh, do and forget more of the show than I could ever, um, <laughs> yeah. I could ever really put into an Instagram post. Put into words. Yeah, Barry's, exactly. Barry's um, but you know, it, it has been such a rewarding journey. Like I said, <clears> you know, we've, we've built this really great community. Speaking of the child, you could probably hear in the background. Um, but we uh, have have had this really incredible opportunity to meet new people and and make not make necessarily, but allow other people the opportunity to build new friendships and find new people that they want to engage with. And it's it's crazy, man, looking back at that and and just thinking like, oh, these people didn't know each other outside of the podcast, and now they are friends. They are genuine I, friends. I feel like I see more people that are better friends than anybody I've seen based on just coming together because of that. Yeah. Like people yeah. are like meeting I, each other. I'm not trying like, to pat myself on the back either. I apologize. I'll pat for that, you but, on the back. But, <laughs> but, but like we've had, we have literally had people from all over the world yeah. who have listened to the show and, and have supported us for so long. And, and, and I think that, you know, as as cool as that is, and and you and I actually talked about this not too long ago too. Like, um, I think it was on our top moments of twenty twenty two conversation last week. Um, as as awesome as that is, you know, and and we're able to reach people in so many different walks of life across the globe. We also, you know, want to foster a a local community a local listenership, yeah, you know, be, oh, yeah, the, yeah. be the hometown boys of, yeah. of bourbon podcasting and, and just bourbon in general, because despite the fact that we do all this podcast stuff, I mean, bourbon is still an, a, an important part of our lives. And, you know, we, we wouldn't be doing this if we of course didn't feel any kind of connection with it. And oh, yeah. we, we were both born in Kentucky. Um, you moved to Lexington. I was, I was born here and I've basically lived in Lexington, uh, my entire life. And it's, it's just been a, a aside from like, you know, that, that heritage aspect of things, just feeling like connected to the industry and feeling connected to the, the history of it all, the legacy of bourbon yeah. as well has, has been so important. And, you know, I, I grew up around bourbon drinkers. Well, my dad at the very least was, <clears throat> was, and is a bourbon drinker popperator whom you'll get to know. Uh, if you're going back and listening to some episodes and also he's going to be on one sometime in the next few weeks. My dad went to get so. some bourbon. Never came back. 
<laughs> that story changes every time you tell it. And I'm not sure what the the actual. I think it was cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get on to get into that on a Patreon episode. Okay. Or something okay. Sometime. <laughs> It'll be the companion piece of introducing ourselves. It's the more private parts of who we are. Um, but yeah, that I, I think that as as much as I resonated with the the industry or the 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 legacy of bourbon um, and just the the act of drinking it, which it's a fantastic spirit. And yeah, it's very it's approachable. I agree with you, yeah. but, um, you know, there, there was a part of me too that I, you know, I don't, I don't do anything, uh, halfway. I I'm, I'm pretty committed from the get go on a it's lot true. of things. Uh, prime example, I married my high school sweetheart. I, and you have was, the kid so and we have a child the, together. You did it all the way. Yeah. We you didn't I, do it halfway. You have a kid. You did it all the way. Yes. Saw yeah, it all, you the, went way all the way in to, finish completion <laughs> um sorry dad um <laughs> but you know we we have been consistently together since uh we started dating we have you know we've had to live apart from each other for a little while but for the but we not for the most part for the whole part we have been together and so it it has just kind of made sense to me to latch on to something like bourbon uh, that has this long standing relationship with where I'm from and uh, with the country that yeah. <laughs> we were, we were born in as well. And I, I actually was, was watching a, a documentary movie the other day. I can't remember what it was called off the top of my head. Um, I watched a couple in, one night and I'll talk about it a little bit in tips and bits, which is our segment where we recommend things. Um, but what is the name of the master distiller at Woodford? Uh, Mark Zucker. It's not Mark Zuckerberg. No. Mark um, said that he was overseas for a whiskey convention and he was speaking with a distiller uh, at a, at a scotch distillery. And she was saying, you know, the, the Scots are so proud of, of scotch whiskey and it's part of our heritage. And, you know, we, we rely so heavily, heavily, excuse me, on, on that being a part of our story. Why don't Americans feel that same way about bourbon? Well, part of that is the fact that in the state where 95% of the world's bourbon comes from, there are still at, at, at least 50% are dry counties where you can't purchase alcohol. You can't. Oh, Chris Morris. <laughs> Not even. No, there's no Mark there. I think I'm thinking of Mark Campbell. Who's the whatever. I'm not good with names unless I've met you about five times. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she was, she was asking why bourbon. She was asking Chris why bourbon is not as popular. Um, in, in America and it's it's a very different mindset here I think and it's not saying that you know everybody has to drink bourbon everybody has to you know hold it in as high of a regard but it is America's native spirit and it is an, an important part of our heritage as well yeah um, 
it was the spirit that was devised when whiskey makers came over uh, to to the Americas because they were trying to find a way to continue trade that they were familiar with and and to continue to have a spirit that they wanted to imbibe upon uh, because you know in good times or bad times people are both drinking and buying alcohol yeah so there there's always been a a call for it there's always been a market for it and um, people have always felt a, a connection to it as well. And and by the time that we started the podcast, I had gotten to the point where I was like, I was finishing up college. Yes, I went to college for a little bit longer than most people do. Took me a little while to get there. You did it though. Um, finally, um, and here I am recently. I'm still in college, dude. I I actually, I'm I can't commit to this because I don't have the time. I was recently thinking about going back and getting a different degree. Um, I don't, I just can't, I, I can't justify it. Um, that's Marie by, by the way, yeah. uh, our, our dog. It was oh, very loud. Hear her from time to time. Um, but the, the thing that I kind of said was, well, we were already having these conversations about bourbon. We're already doing bourbon nights and having flights together with, with friends. And, you know, I had, started getting into it's bourbon night as well. Chad and Sarah, who are also in Lexington here and just seeing the way that they operate. And I was like, well, I want to do something like this. I don't want to do a YouTube show necessarily. I didn't have the skills to do YouTube editing, video editing. At that point, I was really just focused on doing audio, um, especially having done a lot of my own music producing growing up. Um, golly, she's really going at it. Um, but so a podcast just seemed natural. Yeah. You know, I was really heavy into listening to podcasts at that time. I'm still listening to podcasts, but things are different now, I guess, in the way that I consume yeah. media. Um, but, you know, for the most part. Okay. Sorry about that. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Wound up being fruitless after all. Yeah. Oh, well. But, uh, what were we talking about? Uh, bourbon. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, no, it's just like being from Lexington, being proud of yeah, yeah, being yeah, close yeah, yeah. to the distilleries and finally getting a way to finding a way to talk about yeah. it and share and what you feel. And you know, too, I I think it's kind of goes without saying that we both went on our <laughs> our own respective bourbon journeys, whiskey journeys, where, you know, we started out with our bourbon and cokes. Yep. Uh wild turkey honey. Jim Jim Beam Honey too was uh, another one that I uh, I thought I was so cool for drinking. And I was drinking neat. neat. I, was drinking, I was drinking wild turkey honey neat, chilled in the freezer, and I thought I was a badass. Yeah. Um, if you still do that, you're probably badass. Honestly. Hey, no, it's it. You drink what you want and how you want to. Yeah. Uh, but you know, then I started moving into neat pours, and um, you know, my my dad, his go to drink. Even as I'm talking about it, I can smell it. Maybe part of that is because we're drinking bourbon, but I can just it, my my mind just automatically goes back to the smell of this yeah. this drink. Uh, but his go-to pour is Makers on the Rocks with a splash of water. Okay, and I remember trying that way back when, and being like, I do not like this. <laughs> 
on the rocks with water. <laughs> Too Whoa. much water. Yeah. Um, and it, it, you know, we've recently adopted the term utility bourbon. Yeah. That's a utility pour, Heck bro. Yeah, it is. That's a. <sighs> anyway, so, <laughs> so I, I mean, I typically drink bourbon neat anymore um it's pretty uncommon for me to uh put it on the rocks or add any water to it but every now and then if i'm feeling a little squirrely if it's a little hot outside you know i'll throw throw a big ice sphere yeah in there smoke cigar with it i still like making uh bourbon and cokes uh i haven't had one in a long time but i am the same way uh, I like old fashions. Yeah, you know, that was probably my first bourbon cocktail that was like, man, give me an old fashioned. And I started really getting confident when I was like, you know what? Give me the old fashioned, but throw some maker's mark in there for me. And you're like, <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> I got a new old fashioned mix that we need to try Okay, soon as nice. well. Um, but I, I think that's kind of about it for, for who we are and, and yeah. we what just we've, want to be done. And I've said this before, but if you're listening first time, this might be the first time you've heard it. But like what drew me to this podcast the most was that I got the bourbon talk. I enjoyed the bourbon, but then there was other stuff throughout the episode, the end of it, the, yeah. each episode that was more geared toward what are you doing while you drink your bourbon? What are you listening to? Or even when you're not. Even when you're not. If you, you We're not saying everybody's drinking bourbon 24-7. What are you doing when you're just sitting on the couch watching TV this morning? Or what are you reading and all that? What do you like to you know do when you're not drinking bourbon or when you have a pour? Like, and so that's what drew me to the podcast, and that's what I still consider one of my favorite things about this is that I get to share – my love for bourbon, but then I also have a chance to talk about other stuff. Yeah. So there you go. That's Tim Biff to me, baby. That's what Tim Biff is. Yeah. Dude, this is my bourbon podcast is. Yeah. <laughs> this is what my bourbon podcast is. Is. It isn't boring. It is awesome. We might laugh a little too much. We might laugh a little too much. We may make sounds a little too much when we're eating and snacking and pairing. We're not doing it on purpose. We may scare you. During Halloween while you're driving. If you run off the road and wreck your car, we're sorry. We didn't do that on purpose. We love you. We do. We thank you for listening. We apologize for it. But that's just what you're going to get. You're not going to get just a quick review. You're not just going to get like, here's an interview with a distiller. See you later. You're going to get a little bit of everything. And you know, part of that too is because you and I outside of the show too are friends. Yeah, we don't do this because we have a like contractual obligation or no. anything. We enjoy each other's company. Yeah, we I've... we talk all the time. We talk constantly. We and it's this is our time to sit down and catch up a little bit yeah, and and usually, share drinks yeah. with each other because we are so busy and we're, because we're yeah. running around like crazy and we don't even you know, talk like we talk. Pretty much every day about something, but we probably don't even talk bourbon talk until we get here. We may say I got this or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I would say it's probably like 80, 80, 20 when we're off air, yeah. non-bourbon to bourbon talk. Yeah. Because we do still go like, oh, there's this release or oh, right, I'm stopping right, by right. Ernie's or, you know, there's a new picket, whatever. But yeah, for the most part, I mean, we are, um, we're, we're friends first and foremost that have been able to grow and and cultivate a relationship that also includes drinking bourbon yeah, together. Exactly. Um 
And, you know, a, a big part of this, too, is promoting responsible drinking. Yep. It's been a long time since I've come onto an episode and said, well, let me tell you, I got a little bit drunk last night and I had this poor, that poor, whatever. But that's also because I'm drinking less yeah, and I have consumed a lot less alcohol as, as time has gone on. Um, and I'm going to say this on here, too, because I, I want to keep myself accountable and I know you would help me do that as well. My goal is 200 by 30, 200 pounds by the time I turn 30 in August. Let's go. So that's eight months. Yeah. I can do that. You can do that. Right. Yeah. Easy, yeah. easy. And, and to hit that and to kind of maintain 200 by at that point as well. Cause you know, the pandemic was rough. We're eating worse. We're yeah, drinking we more. To get rid of that you know? notification. Yeah. Okay. The McDonald's notification. <laughs> <laughs> what a fantastic <laughs> way to illustrate that yes i do need to yeah that's hilarious man oh. that the definition of a a sign it's not like i'm getting mcdonald's all the time no, but no you're right we though. all turn our notifications on when we have yeah. something like I'll, I'll probably get a chick-fil-a one here in a second or something like that's that. really funny actually oh. Very perfectly tied. You couldn't have written that much better. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing stuff. Uh, but anyway. But yeah, I'm going to be here to help you. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be here together. You got any resolutions you need to help with? And like, this is not even a joke, like me being funny. Like, if you're like, I'm struggling or like, hey, do you have any advice on this? You Perry, you think Perry might know something. You may think I might know something. Get on the Patreon and send us a message or just go to our Instagram, send us a message. Like, we honestly are here to help. Like, yeah. we have probably the most open in, inboxes of anybody. We don't care to, like, answer questions or anything you hear that you're like, oh, it sounds like, like I love to go to Disney World as many times as I can and I've got tips and tricks on different uh rides and even cocktails or something like send us a message you need help with sound or a guitar send perry a message like honestly like we don't care we love to help people yeah dude and it's not just like hey what do you think about this bourbon like we'll help you with whatever like that's just us that's who we are man so that's who we are who we are also are reviewers. Oh, man. And we're reviewing somehow, after five years, 250 plus episodes, we have never gotten around to reviewing Basil Hayden <laughs> from the Jim Beam Small Batch Collection. Looks a little different than it used to, but it's still the it same. It looks nicer. Old. Yeah. Doesn't have paper that'll just rip off. It's still got a belt. Yeah, it does have a belt. Um, we've reviewed Basil Hayden products before. They're, you know, different <laughs> iterations of it, finishes or what have you. Uh, but this one is their standard 80 proof, artfully aged version. Artfully aged. Um, Art, Art the Clown. Yeah, he's going to tear your face open. <laughs> I don't know how old this is. I think that it is roughly between like six and eight years. If I had to, if I had to guess, Eric's going to look it up just I'll in case. Something up here. Um, but this is consistently one of those bottles of bourbon that we have moved on from. I would say in this point in our bourbon journey, 
But it could be somebody's intro to bourbon. Like, who and knows? It, and it normally is because this winds up being America. What a lot of people call a very smooth bourbon. I mean, it says it right here on the website. Spicy yet smooth. Well, there you go. Uh, it's made from their high rye mash bill, which means that uh, it's it's kind of a loose term for what a mash bill can be and a mash bill for those of you who are maybe listening to a bourbon podcast for the first time uh, is the recipe essentially that goes into creating bourbon. It more than likely consists of uh, corn, rye, and malted barley, although some people replace the rye with wheat. Uh, other ingredients, Jim Beam has used rice recently too, brown rice as a flavoring agent in their bourbon. Um and bourbon legally has to have at least 51% corn in its mash bill to be considered bourbon. Can be distilled anywhere in the United States uh, to be called bourbon. Uh, outside is basically just whiskey, even if they use the same mash bill and process. <clears throat> has to be aged in new charred oak barrels, not containers like it used to be. They just changed that with the uh, alcohol bureau or whatever they call it alcohol tax trade alcohol the TTB. police yeah them um and there's no minimum age time so you could essentially take the new distillate the white dog uh, that comes off of the the still uh at a distillery shoot it through the barrel <laughs> for a second and then <laughs> You can still call it bourbon. Uh, it can't be straight bourbon, though, unless it's over two years old. So straight bourbon whiskey doesn't necessarily indicate that there's no additives, uh, although a lot of people tend to feel that way. That's not the case. It means that it's got to be at least two years old. Yeah. Uh, anything under four years old as well requires an age statement on the bottle. So if you see anything that says straight bourbon whiskey uh, with no age statement anywhere, you can pretty much assume that it is going to be over four years old. Jim Beam pretty much hovers around the four to six year old um, area. Did you find it? It didn't say or? on the website, but like a couple of little places that did reviews and stuff said it's usually around eight years old. Yeah. Because so they have a 10 year product. I'm not surprised. So. Um, you know, the other products in the small batch collection, Knob Creek, Baker's, Booker's, uh, those are all kind of hovering around that that age range. Uh, Knob Creek being the oldest at about nine years, at least in their small batch iteration. Um, but this is uh, widely considered to be people's introduction yeah. to bourbon. And the the price tag's a little on the fifty dollars. It's forty. Forty. Yeah. So um, that creeps up a little bit when you're. <clears throat> Just getting into bourbon, like that can you know that could make you think like, hey, this is a higher end bourbon and yeah. stuff like that. So now I did not splurge for the full size bottle. I went for the pint, which was about twenty four dollars, if I remember correctly. Um, and it was just because I was like, I don't really drink Basil Hayden that much, and yeah. we're kind of doing this only for the purpose of reviewing. Um, will somebody else wind up drinking this? Yeah, absolutely. It just probably won't be me. Yeah. Now, we're doing something different as well. <laughs> I like this. Going into the new year. And this was brought about. This was an idea that Eric and I very quickly, quickly, excuse me, quickly. Quickly. That's what I just said. Uh, 
devised this <laughs> this idea after my final Christmas of 2022 on December 30th, where Lucy, my wife, uh, her cousin, uh, works for Buffalo Trace as a security guard. Yeah, there. And they had their annual Christmas party. And I was like, did you get to try anything cool? Did you get to try anything good? I specifically asked about the antique collection. He was like, no. Um, Somebody brought Caribou Crossing. Didn't get to try that. Um, There was like Weller Single Barrel that he tried as well. Uh, But the the one that he was the most vocal about was the new Taylor Rye. (laughs) Now, he's not a bourbon drinker either. But his exact words to me were, I would rather punch you in the face than have to drink that whiskey again. That's what I'm talking about. And that was so funny to us. I love and funny I loved enough, it. Perry takes me that and I'll die on my It mind. was funny enough to where we thought, well, maybe we can find some way to include this in the podcast. Sure enough, what we decided to do is to have <clears throat> maybe, you know, people who are non-whiskey drinkers yeah, or, or occasional people who have, drinkers. Exactly, or with less experience than, you know, people who do a podcast about bourbon uh, would have experience with. So uh, the other night, Lucy and I went to our friend's house uh, to celebrate the new year. It's her best best friend, Brandy, and her boyfriend, uh, Micah. And I had the both of them try. There's a fly out here. Wild. Uh, I had them both try Basil Hayden. Uh, And these are their notes. (laughs) So this is is the new thing. Like These are the non-bourbon drinker notes for our review. Yes. Brandy said it went up her nose. Okay. <laughs> All right. Got a little ethanol there. She so. li- she li- no, it literally like went up. Her. Oh, she it went, smelled it, oh. it and it went into her okay. nose. Yeah. So good stuff. She got close to it. Good way to start out there. She liked it. Okay. But she found no predominant flavor. Oh, okay. Said she couldn't really pick out anything with the barrel. Okay. Micah, on the other hand, said he could taste the barrel and he liked it more than Brandy. Okay. Now, the only other thing that I tried to get them to talk about was the price. Yeah. Right? $40 for a 750 for a full-size bottle. Brandy didn't really have any thoughts about the price. Micah said, at 40 bucks a bottle, even not really being a whiskey drinker, a bourbon drinker, he could see it as justified. Okay. Nice. So there All you right. go. Um, <laughs> we might be of a different persuasion on this. However, I did drink it with them the other night. I was pretty surprised. Okay. It's been a long time since I've had Basil Hayden, first off. It is fruity on the nose. When you think Jim Beam, everybody always says nutty and all this stuff. I get no nuts on that. None at all. No pocket almonds or anything. Fruit <laughs> fruit and flowers. I think it's a very floral nose. Um, I when I smell it, um, as far as colors that come to mind, I sometimes smell and taste in colors. I get a like a darker orange color. I was gonna say a light blue. A light blue? Mm-hmm. I get darker orange. I get a dark orange, almost like a blood orange or something like that. Just an orange that's just a little darker than normal. Now, 
what I have said in the past is that Basil Hayden, to me, smells and tastes like watered-down bourbon. Which, if you take what I said earlier about Makers on the Rocks with a splash of water, uh, you can infer that that is not necessarily my favorite aspect or note in a whiskey. Um, So for a long time, I have been... uh, I, I've I've not held this one in high regard, I would say, uh, but I'm willing to give it a chance. Yeah, I mean it. it we've it, after five years, the fact we've never done this review, I think, is crazy. We should have done it by now. Well, we are but now. it's widely available. Yeah, it is. It's everywhere. So, yeah, uh, dark orange, a little chocolate, maybe a little oak. I guess. I think it tastes better than it smells. It tastes way better than it smells. It tastes, um, I mean, it tastes. Oh, back into the palate. That's when I start to get some of the nuts. It tastes, it does taste like a watered down Knob Creek product. Yeah. Um, and at 80 proof, I think a lot of us would expect that. But if you've not, if you've not really tiptoed or got into higher proof bourbons, then yeah, this is. Smooth, you know. Honestly, though, I don't hate it. Mm, <laughs> I don't hate it. I don't. I'm I don't, not. I'm I don't not in it. love with it. No, no, no. But I don't hate it. I don't have like. I'm not. I'm not about to just trash this because it's better than I thought. It's better than I remember. It is so much better than I remember. It's almost it like if you were like, I'm going to drink some Knob Creek on the rocks. I know that it's yeah. going to like give me that. So it's almost like light peanut butter. Yeah. It's like the peanut butter. It's like the quote healthy peanut butter. Yeah. You're not getting that sweet gif and all that stuff, but you're getting a little bit of light notes. Everything is just very light. And I think as somebody who has got into higher proof bourbons who are looking for all those notes, unfortunately, you're not going to get this. But if I'm just sitting around and I'm like, I don't need barrel proof tonight. I don't really care if I'm like going to sit and tinker with notes and write down tasting stuff. I could pour a pretty good pour of this and sit down and watch something and I'm not going to be mad about it. I'm not either, dude. I think this is a situational pour. Yeah. It's, it's not something I'm going to put against other $40 bottles. Because, yeah. you know, we both know, I mean, Rare Breed. You mean put, putting this up against Rare Breed? Well, the, Rare Breed's gotten more expensive, too. Well, it's still I mean, in it's that. It's like $70 now. $70? Dude, it's ridiculous. I haven't bought any Rare Breed in a long time. I thought it was like $45. I saw it the other day for $69.99. Okay, never mind. $40 bottle, though. I mean, I mean directly at Benchmark dire- Foolproof. Well, yeah. But but I'm thinking, like, even directly compared. I mean, Knob Creek Small Batch is about $35. Yeah. But it's 20 proof points higher. Right. And it has more of a full body to it. But... That is also what we want, more so than a light. I don't have to really consider much of what's going on in my glass bourbon. So, so something I said, 
I don't know if I said it on here on Patreon or just to myself, but something I wanted to do was try to be a little bit more understanding of everything. Yes. Um, and not just go straight to the negative. <laughs> everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Great movie. Top movie of 2020. Um, but of what? 2022. You said 2020 at first. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I like, don't know what I'm talking about. I want to think, I don't want to think that this is just bad because it's low proof. And if somebody says, what do you think about Basil Hayden? I just automatically go, nope, don't get that. Get something else. It's not bad. It's not bad it's not because bad. of its proof. And if you are somebody who has not got really into getting neat pours and stuff, this would be a good first neat pour. When you've not got any ice, you've not got any water, you've not got any mix, I really think this will be a good first neat pour. You know what, what's probably doing a lot of heavy lifting here, too, is the high rye content in yeah. the Nashville. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it, it's it's probably doing a majority of the legwork, getting you to you know, actually have a little bit more of a robust flavor yeah. to it. But... You know, it's got if, some if, legs. Look at that. Yeah, I, I mean, if it's also hovering around eight years old, that's nothing, n- nothing, nothing to nothing. sniff at. It's nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing to sniff at. I mean, it, you shouldn't turn up your nose at an eight-year-old uh, product just because it's a lower proof. Um, the I'm I'm genuinely surprised by drinking this and feeling the way that I do about it. Yeah, I'm not saying all eighty-proof bourbons are going to be this good for 80 proof this is pretty good for 80 proof i am not mad about this at all no when we get into the points and all that now you may see a switch it's gonna it's it's gonna feel like we'll we're being harsh about it but i don't think that it's necessarily an indication that this is something to write off no and eric mentioned the points so if you are new here we have a review system of nose, palette, finish, and price. It's four categories. Each category is out of five. Uh, and then we total it up for a score out of 20. If you want to multiply by five, find out what it is out of 100. You're free to do that. I think it gives you a better impression if you just keep it out of 20. Yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, five times 15, I think, is 75. Yeah. So that's not a great indication of, you know, what we may grade it on like an American grading scale. Um, but the thing is like, you know, we, we typically say once it hits about 13, 14 out of 20, that's where we would recommend it or something that you should, you know, definitely consider picking up. Um, but to each their own, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. And, and, and usually our scores are just based on, straight up what we're getting but if you go back at what we just said there may be some asterisks like yeah just because we gave it this doesn't oh, yeah. mean you shouldn't try it, so. yeah, yeah uh what do you think about the nose eric nose was uh i like the palette better but i'm surprised that i got the notes that i got uh 2.5 i was actually going to give it a two okay. um i think it's the weakest part um and and it's there's a tinge of that like watered down bourbon yeah on there that i i was talking about which again i don't like so i i tend to you know and and part of this too is our reviews are based on how we feel about things Mm -hmm. it's not necessarily you know how we think other people should feel about things but the good 
part of all of this too is that your palette might align with us or yeah. you might find somebody else who reviews basil hayden in a different light uh, and you might find more value in what <clears throat> they are doing with it but as for me and my house <laughs> He's, uh, it's a, it's a two on the nose. Yeah. I, I think I got a little bit of chocolate on the end that I really liked yeah. that, but palette for me, uh, just a slightly, I mean, if, if we got technical, I'd probably say 2.75, but I like to keep it like even. So I would say the palette I'm saying, I know I said the nose is better, but it's not better to the point where it would be another point higher i'd say a 2.5 see i i think it is a a full point higher okay uh i'm giving it a three on the palette i think that's where it really starts to show itself and and show what it is capable of and um i i I surprisingly am finding more notes the longer that i go back to it there's a mint note on here that i wasn't picking up beforehand but it's there yeah that that rye is really starting it to kind of there's to kind of a bready breadiness yeah, in there too, like a rye bread um, for sure. And that leads into the finish, which I think is the best part. <laughs> I think the finish is really good on I mean, this man. I'm giving the finish a three. I'm giving it a three point five. Yeah, I, I mean it. It's it is so much longer than I was anticipating yeah, it. I'm not I'm really scared. getting like a Kentucky hug with it. Of course it's 80 proof. It surprised um, me the most. I got more chocolate. I got more bread. I got more of that peanut butter all on the finish. Yeah. I I'm, I'm not mad about the, the finish by any means. I don't um, know why that happened. I don't know. They probably didn't hear it. <laughs> no, they did. Oh, it was in the middle of a sentence. There's no way they could. Maybe they didn't. Yeah. There's a little bit of phone interference. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's fine. Um, uh, <laughs> Anyway, next point. Point for price. Price. That's not the way I wanted to say that. Uh, $40 for a, a fifth. Hmm. There is an elegance in the presentation to this that I think people are drawn to just when you see it amongst other bottles. Yeah. Right? They have redesigned this label uh, over the past couple of years, they have taken the time to really elevate the presentation. And while that's not fully indicative of what price or value may be, um, it doesn't necessarily lead you astray, right? Yeah. I think that it's it's a very decent bourbon for what it is. And... I'm not trying to like qualify things in a way that indicates that maybe I don't like it. I do like it. I'm surprised that I can sit here and go, yeah, I like Basil Hayden. Yeah. It's the first time in a long time that I've had it. And it's the first time that I've ever been this discretionary about the, the poor itself. Yes. There are better values. Yes. There are products that are at a higher proof for less money. But I think that when you take this at face value, you look at how Jim Beam has gone about crafting, producing, presenting this bourbon. I think that $40 is really not that much out of pocket for you to have something for everybody on your bar. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 3.5. Oh, so 
I gave it a 1.5. Yikes! I know, I know, I know. I know. Wow. But, I wasn't expecting that. Well, well, I think it's just like you said. There's, there's more things that are cheaper that I would find better. Yeah. Um, I just think this, I think that this is an inter, in, introductory bourbon at 80 proof. It's hard for me to say, yes, $40 is a decent price. Yeah. I'm not, I'm saying at, I'm not, I don't, I don't even want to give it a price to say like, well, this, I'm not trying to do that. I'm just going based on what I think. Um, I don't know. I just feel like this could be a little cheaper and I would be okay. It with could it. be. Um, I think this is, like I said, I, it's, I'm not mad at this. I'm not mad at this at all. When you said we were going to do this, I was like, I'm going to get on this thing, but I'm not, I'm not at all. I just think, I think it could be a little cheaper and, Maybe the expressions that they make older and finished and all that, you know, maybe they are a little bit more expensive. I I just think it could be a little cheaper, and that's just just how it is. Um, but I I feel like if there was another category, if there was that little uh, trophy that we tried to do a lot that one time, I would give this the. Go back and reintroduce yourself award. Because I think if if a lot of people who have said... I, I, meant to, I meant to bring this back and I totally forgot about yeah. it. But I was thinking about it yesterday and I was like, oh, we need to... I think it's you go back and you could appreciate this a little bit more than you used to. Bring it back award maybe or something like that? Yeah. Try it again award? Basil Hayden, you're the... The try it again well, not champion. The, not the best. But you're, you're the, the best at trying it again yeah, today. Give it today, a, you won that award. It's the give it another shot award. Give it another shot. I like that. Put that in there and I'll shoot it. Okay. And that'll be the give it another shot award. I'm going to give Basil Hayden another shot. He really did it, folks. There we go. No. I like, yeah, like I said, the price hurt it the most for me. But other than that, it surprised me. And if you're a new bourbon drinker and somebody that's trying to get into something neat, this is a great way to get into it. Yeah. And if you're like us who have had everything almost and you're wanting to add a little something different to a blind, if you want to just say, hey, I'm going to try stuff that I haven't tried in a while that I've been talking bad about because we have. We've done yeah. that. We'll admit it. Um, I think this is a good, it's a good fun evening to get it. Hey, invite some of your bourbon nerds over. Hey, let's try Basil Hayden again. Like, hey, this isn't as bad as we thought. No. You can do whatever you want to with it, but it's not as bad as I thought and remember. No. Well, my final score was a 12 out of 20. Well, mine wasn't as good, but you know, Basil Hayden, that's okay. You got an award. It was 9.5. So... I would I would say you are you are in a much better position <laughs> having bought a pint of it yeah than having bought a full fifth. I'll buy a pint, you buy the full thing and we'll figure out something to do with it. I don't know what that means. This is a horrible financial investment that I don't we know. just Yeah, I don't know either. I'm just saying like <laughs> You said I'm in a better position to buy a pot. 
No, I think that you, it, not you. Oh. I just mean the general okay, okay, you, okay. the I listener. I thought you were looking the, at me. You were looking at me and you were saying No, I'm that. sorry. The the royal you. Um, you would be in a better position if you were a oh, okay. longtime okay, okay, bourbon okay. drinker to to well, buy a pint. That whole thing that I did just made no sense at all. Sorry. No, it didn't. It yeah. didn't. But I what told I'm, you I didn't know what I was doing. What I'm saying is that if if you are curious about it again, buy pints. Spend the twenty five dollars on a pint. Don't it's worth it. I don't go so. get a full bottle of That's it because the then it's just it's gonna yeah. then it's just gonna take up space. Um, but there is still something about this that feels like a splurge bottle. Well, I think yeah, I think it <laughs> it presents itself as yeah, that. it does. And I think that that holds a lot of weight to it. But Basil Hayden, give it another shot. Basil Hayden, another shot award. Like Eric did. Yeah. Do you have any high proof hot takes this week? This is uh, where we maybe give our give a little hot take on something that's uh, observed holidays that are not on the holidays. The actual date, like, kind of pisses me off. <laughs> I'm not going to go into detail. This is such a specific <laughs> New Year's <laughs> recent issue that New you've had. Smell, celebrating New Year's Day. Smellabrate. Smellabrating. Celebrating Smell-a-brate. New Year's Day. Several days. I guess a day. After it's actually been done, it's just dumb. How like, do you feel about birthday weeks? Birthday weeks? Like celebrating your birthday throughout a week. That's different. That's personal. Okay. Why is New Year's Day, New Year's Eve, but everybody's like, New Year's Day is a holiday. Let's celebrate it another day because well, it's on a Monday. You know, you know what's funny is that I think that the celebration of New Year's Day, where everything is closed and everybody's off work, unless you're a nurse... Uh, is a lot like what people want from the Super Bowl. <laughs> I, I love Where the they, Super Bowl. I ain't going to act like that's I, that's my choice to get drunk and eat a lot of bad food on Super Bowl. I don't need. I don't deserve to have to be off the next morning. Yeah. I don't know. I had to work a lot extra because people weren't <laughs> in the office the next morning because of this, and that was my high proof hot take. There you go. I don't have anything this week. I've been in a good mood. You're a good boy. Hey. You're good sometimes. No, I'll take that. Mostly. I'll take that. Yeah. Especially growing up the way I stuff my grandma had to deal with. I would say you're 99% good. Yeah, there's 1% that I'm bad. You just want to you want to start a fight. Sometimes I'm bad in that way. Sometimes I'm bad in like a... I'm bad. You want to smoke know. cigarettes. Yeah, dude. With old ladies. Sometimes uh, I do. Meetups. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. I'll share a cigarette with anybody. Tips and bits? Tips and bits. This is our segment where we recommend things. It's not always bourbon related. Sometimes it is, though. Uh, let's bounce back and forth on this one. Okay. I'll start out with one that is actually bourbon related. Oh. It was kind of a surprise. I didn't know that this was a thing. But on YouTube, uh, it's part of like the UK University of Kentucky archive thing that they put up. Yeah. And it was on a documentary... There was a documentary on Buffalo Trace, and it was called, like, In Pursuit of the Best Bourbon, the world's best bourbon or something. Yeah. Bourbon? Yeah, Tony Pursuit. Tony Pursuit? Yeah. Was that his project before bourbon? That was his first thing that he did. I thought so. I knew he'd Um, done some before. it, it, It had to have been done in, like, the early 2010s. Mid, mid, early 2010s. Uh, because... Freddie and his dad, Freddie Johnson and his dad, are both in really? it. Really? Yeah. Hmm. 
It's crazy. Elmer's even in it. Yeah. That dude was the man. I don't care what he's he awesome. Says. Um uh, just a just a fun little watch. I mean, it's it's not trying to make Buffalo Trace look like the best distillery in the world or anything, but they are telling their story and they're talking about how they are constantly in pursuit of finding the best bourbon yeah. that can be made. Nice. Uh, it's good, man. It, it was a lot of fun. I, I enjoyed watching it. It's only about an hour long. Um, very light, very brisk. Nice. So I like that. There you go. I'll recommend a documentary. Really? Yeah, it's similar. Okay. It's about Shaq. Ooh. Yeah. Because... Is it about that time I beat Shaq? No. R.I.P. R.I.P. Um, no, it's about Shaq. It's called Shaq. Uh, it's on HBO Max. <laughs> um, but no, it's about... It's a. It's like a four-part documentary about Shaq and like how he grew up. Like, it's crazy. Like, I won't go into too many details. It just follows him from being a kid to being... Drafted by Orlando, then going to the Lakers, then Miami, then kind of just bouncing around until he finally decided to retire. But Shaq's such a good guy with what he does now, but yeah. it doesn't really stray away from like he kind of talks about how he wasn't, you know, loyal to some of his wives and stuff like that. Like it doesn't just make him out to be this like hero and stuff like that. It's a really good documentary. Nice. Um, Especially if you grew up watching Shaq play or you're a fan of basketball, anything like that, or just a fan of what he does now. Like the fact that he just, he found out one day that his shoes were such and such price. He decided to make his own shoe, like just make his own, not a sponsored by somebody, put it in Walmart. So kids who can't afford $200 shoes could actually buy a pair of Shaqs, um, stuff like that. It's just entertaining. He's funny. Um, he's got a lot of a lot of other sports guys in there talking about him. Like he's got one of his first coaches on there. His coach starts tearing up because Shaq growing up, it took him a while to get into his body. Like he was yeah. very tall at a very young age, and he was very clumsy. He wanted to be the best, but he just couldn't. He had to learn coordination and all this stuff. And there was one coach that kind of took a chance on him and tried to help him instead of just saying, "Hey, you're not good enough to." play basketball or something like that it's just a great it's a great documentary it's like four hour long episodes for one hour long yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. so yeah that's my documentary nice yeah i got a book okay i'm gonna recommend um jeanette mccurdy's i'm glad my mom died which sounds heavy because it is (laughs) and it sounds inflammatory it's not it is the retelling and the basically just an insight into her life growing up as a child actor. She was uh, on the show iCarly when she was younger, um, which was one of my favorite shows growing up. Uh, and I still love it. The new series, which is on Paramount Plus, is so much fun and so goofy. And Telling you this is how I feel. It's... <laughs> I don't feel like singing. Um, <laughs> I but like the new one is more just grown up and everything. But but this is a her recounting the the abuse both both physical and and mental that she was put through by her mom uh, during her formative years uh, as she was becoming a child actor and leading up to when her mom passed away from from breast cancer and 
it, it's it's a fascinating insight into how she has been able to come out on the other side better. She's still struggling and dealing with things as we all kind of are, but you know, for the most part, she's, uh, she's, she's an incredible human being first and foremost. And, uh, I, I recommend the crap out of this book. I gave it five stars. Nice. On Goodreads. I've so. heard about that from some podcasts I listen to and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, it sounds amazing. Honestly. Yeah. Especially it's, if you grew up watching that show. Oh yeah, and it, it's not a super long read or listen. I, I've been going the audiobook route recently because that's just the easiest way for me to consume books and just listen to them while I'm working or doing stuff around the house. Um, so it was about six hours long. Yeah, not too bad. Yeah. It's not. Um, it's not President Obama's memoir, which was twenty nine hours. It's <laughs> a long time. It was a long read. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it, it, it's it's an insightful look into his presidency. But uh, man, it it was long. It was so. Oh gosh. Anyway, you got another one? Uh, one more uh, on Netflix right now. Bullet Train. I yeah. kind of watched Brad I, Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt. I've still not seen it. Actually, uh, I gave it this so this ringing endorsement there. I, I I won't go into too much detail. I just I feel like as being an anime fan, it's like a live action anime to me. Yeah. Like everything's taking place on this train and there's all these characters that are kind of over the top, but still like kind of real. There's freaking swords, there's guns, there's comedy, there's everything. Like uh, if you're a fan of Atlanta, the TV show, um, uh, Paperboy in that has nice. a role in it. Uh, nice. Um, the girlfriend in Atlanta, what's her name? Uh, Zazie Beats? Zazie. Yeah, she's nice. in it. She makes an appearance. Cool. Um, but yeah, Brad Pitt's awesome. Like, there's a reveal at the end of like his handler that he's like a, he's like a, um, he takes jobs. Like, he he doesn't like to kill people. He may just do like a snatch and grab. Like, you know, I just, that, that made me realize all three of like the main characters, Donald Glover, Paperboy, and um, Zazie Beats. Yeah. They have all been in Marvel movies. Yeah. Yeah, it just hit me that but they've all been in Marvel I love, movies. I love that. I'll recommend Atlanta again. I've said that before. Freaking great show, man. Um, but yeah, Bullet Train on Netflix right now. I won't spoil anything. It's a great show. It's just action, comedy, kind of... It reminded me of kind of a Quentin Tarantino type thing going on. Gotcha. Like, it introduced a character, <laughs> then it just show the background and why, why they are there. Like, Brad Ooh, Pitt, okay. Pitt yeah. kind of ran into all these people at a different point in time. Nice. He's like, oh, I remember why that. That's why I remember this guy and stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah. So good. I love it. I thought it was a great movie. Well, I'll give one last one. Uh, 2022 was kind of the year that I embraced my love of uh, country music. <laughs> Old country, though. like, and, and the people who are continuing <laughs> the traditions, too, of, you know. Anyway. Yeah. I recently, I think it was kind of like the last piece of the puzzle for me. I uh, was getting into Merle Haggard. Merle Haggard, brother. He's old school, right? He is super old school. Yeah. Um, Mama tried, which is maybe his most famous song uh, and one of my favorite songs ever written. Driftwood uh, is just a fabulous, fabulous song. Uh, Two Larry Dust has been stuck in my head for about three days. Um, 
just incredible, incredible songs uh, and songwriting and highly recommend it. If you wanted a good introductory uh, playlist for Merle, uh, there's one, it, it's on Spotify and Apple Music. You have to kind of dig it for it a little bit on, on Apple Music, uh, but it's called 45 Minutes of Merle. What is, what is it specifically? Uh, Mer- oh, sorry, Merle, 45 Minutes of Pleasure. Ooh, I like that. It's real good. Uh, there's a song called uh, Great Afternoon. Uh, or it's been a great afternoon, excuse me, uh, where he basically wakes up with a hangover and it gets cured by some afternoon delight. <laughs> oh. It's good. It's really, it, it's, like a, it's a fun little song. Uh, but listen to more Merle. Yeah. Um, if you want some more afternoon delight, you can go to patreon.com. That's true. Yeah. Slash my bourbon podcast. Wait, what? My bourbon podcast. Afternoon delight over on Patreon? Yeah. Okay. I mean, if you sign up, you're going to get some kind of a delight. I didn't say exactly what kind it was. Um, if you just want to support the show, if you got an extra dollar laying around, you're like, you know what? I don't want to lose this in my seat. My couch, I want to give it to uh, this is my bourbon podcast. You can do that. Sports show for as little as a dollar a month. And at $5 a month, you get all the bonus stuff. Pre-game chats, which was very long. Basically another episode. Pretty much. Uh, we do pre-game chats. We do extra little 20 to 30 minute episodes of stuff where we do samples or we may finish a bottle that I have laying around, which is too many. And my wife gets mad at me. And that's called pours from the floor. Where we finish a bottle. And then Perry has too many samples laying around that we step on and get glass in our toes. Um, that's called Sampley Irresistible. And we've been doing several seasons of those, and now we got a new one coming up. Yeah. <laughs> but after our new six-week show uh, that we're doing in place of Porcelain Floor. Porcelain floor. Yeah. Just to give it a little bit of breathing. Yeah, we'll go back to it because I've got several pours that are sitting on my basement floor that we need to finish. Yeah. Um, If you want to send us an email or a question, you can send an email to thisismybourbonshop at gmail.com. That's just a place to be proper. You don't want to slide into a DM. You want to send an email. Only in uh, MLA format. (laughs) There you go. Um, but send us a question. You want us to review something? You have a suggestion? You want us to pair something? You want to send us a sample? That's where you do it. Um, if you want to get some merch, it's bourbonshop.threadless.com. Uh, Perry put some new designs for the holiday, which maybe you want something for next holiday. Maybe you don't give a crap if you wear holiday shirts when it's not the holiday. So you can go over there, bourbonshop.threadless.com. Um, I have a shop, Whiskey Mutant Shop. I don't really have much left on that. Um, so it's kind of under construction cause I got some new stuff coming out, but that's <laughs> whiskeymutant.myshopify.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail on the barrel rings line, it's 859-428-8253. We'll play your voicemail and then we'll just reply back to it. Maybe you ask a question, maybe we'll give a comment, maybe you'll freaking burn us and then we'll turn around and burn you back. Like, I think that I want to do a burn battle. Like... <laughs> So, yeah, next person who does that, do a burn bottle, burn us. Just give us crap, and I'm going to send it right back to you. Um, if you want to check out all social media, it's at My Bourbon Pod. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff. Um, you can follow me at Whiskey Meet, and you can follow Perry on his personal stuff, pritter1792. 
Uh, if you go over to Facebook, we have a Facebook group. This is my bourbon podcast Facebook group. Answer some questions. We'll let you in as long as you're not a bot or a troll. Um, and then leave us a review. Um, five stars, one star, two star, three star, four star. We don't care. It we helps. got a new five star review though. Boy, do we in Canada, 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 Canada from our dear friend, Andrew West. He said, oh. five stars. Great show. These handsome gentlemen produce a great show. Listen on Patreon for more effing and Jeffin. Oh, there's a reference. Effing and Jeffin. Effing and Jeff. Fucking and juckin. <laughs> um, if, uh, yeah, leave a. So Andrew's entered into yes. If you if you leave thing, a right? review during the month of January, I think we're going to enter uh, Andrew into that as well yeah. because that was at the tail end, the very very last couple of days of 2022. Uh, you will be entered into a giveaway for some samples that we uh, will send to you free of charge, and we maybe are going to snacks. do maybe some snacks as well, and we're going to do a little Zoom tasting with yes you over yes. that. Uh, and speaking of Patreon as well, I forgot to mention this one. You were talking about Patreon because I kind of zoned out a little bit. Um, you didn't know what I said, did you? <laughs> not really. I didn't think so. Uh, we don't have a new Patreon member, but we do have a Patreon member who has been around for a while that has now moved up to the highest tier you know on what? our Patreon page. I'm just going to say that if you're listening to this... <laughs> And you're like, I don't know about Patreon. I don't, you know, I want some more content. I don't know. That should be a sign that we're doing something right. We're doing something right. If the person who's been here around, been around here so long, decides he's going to move up levels, who is this? Todd Cooper. Todd Cooper. Wow, Todd. <sighs> he's so the king ten bit right now. Right? He's he's ten bit king. Absolutely, king ten bit. King you know, what? he should get. I, I'll be honest. I know you kind of handled that side of things. I don't yeah. know what the perks of this. Does is there a perk where he gets to like pick the episode one? He will one? be. He will be much more. He's like our new executive producer. Damn, there we go of the show. And you want to fight fight Todd for it? Go to Patreon.com. Yeah. Wow, <sighs> Todd. I remember the first time I met Todd. Oh, really? It wouldn't be where you thought. Where do you think the first time I met Todd was at? A meat counter. No. A bakery. Oh. Todd was making bread. At the... Yeah, he was in huh. town. He was in town. He needed some extra cash, and he went to this bakery that we both know that's great donuts, um, but they make bread and everything like that. And he said, I need I need some cash for a week. He was kind of like in between stuff. Hmm. Um. And he just had this technique of making bread, like put his hips into it and stuff like that. And like, they were like, all right, we need some bread. So for one week, Todd made bread and I went to get some snacks and some donuts to pair. And I saw this guy just like, mm. and I was like, what is he doing back there? And they're like, oh, he's the bread maker. I was like, how is he making that bread? We got a bread guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, they said, just don't ask questions. Just try his bread. It's best if you don't know. I took a big bite of his bread. And? Amazing. Salty? Ah! Very salty. A little, yeah. a little, a little pineapple-y. Mm. Um, salty pineapple bread. So good. I said, let me meet this guy. I went and talked to him, and he was like, oh, I like bourbon too. So that's how I first met. That was before I even was on the show. Wow. Now look at him. Look he's at the, it. He's the King Timbip. King Timbib himself. Yeah. Making bread like nobody else can. No. Salty Hawaiian bread. Um, 
If you want to uh, go to YouTube, we have a YouTube channel. We do have a YouTube channel. It's my bourbon podcast, YouTube. Uh, you can watch this episode uh, if you don't feel like listening to it, or if you want to listen to it and then see the expressions we make, go to YouTube. Um, and then just tell people about us. That's all we can ask for, yeah. man. Send a letter, tell grandma, tell papa, uh, tell your girlfriend, tell your ex-girlfriend. We don't care. If they like bourbon and they like pop culture, they're probably going to like this podcast. There you go. And thank you if this was the first time you listened. And come back next week. Yes. I don't even know what we're doing next week. Um, I've got an idea for next week's uh, Patreon episode. Oh, okay. It's going to be... What would be in the Tim Bip vending machine? Ooh, that's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I like still that. Doesn't all. <laughs> I'm just playing. We're it on the same all, show. It, yeah. It doesn't all have to be like snacks, like drinks too. You people? Know. Miniature versions yeah. of people? Yeah, sure. Like if you want to like buy a best friend yeah. for a day. A little squeaky Fred Minnick voice. Yeah. <laughs> award uh, is that an episode that's it we've yeah. done it thank you guys so much for listening if you've come back or if you're listening for the first time it's just so good to have you here thank you we appreciate everybody who supports the show who listens who watches who just is present that's all we'll see you guys real soon until next time though i'm perry i'm eric and this is my bourbon podcast mm-hmm.